On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush, Rush Podcast. <laughs> I am hey. one of your hosts, Host Chris, Chris. <laughs> with an amazing echo, and my co-host, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are here for another episode of Chris and Lisa's Great Gold Rush Podcast. We are here. It's been a while, sir. I mean, it's it's been it's a week. It's been a couple of weeks it's, since we recorded one. Yeah. How you doing? How's everything going? Like, I don't know because I I'm married know. to you. It's amazing you're asking me this question. It's only like we've talked to each other like a billion times over the past week. How's it going? It's going okay. You feeling all right? I'm feeling fine. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I spent some time with my mom. I went to an old movie with her. Uh, I took a little nappy nap. I changed the shower curtain. Can we go back to your nap? No, 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 no. Let's go back to your nap. So what time did you wake up today? 7.30. And what time did you take a nap? 12.30. <laughs> Those five hours are rough. I think. Rough five hours, no, man. No, sometimes, well, I was in like, I was in a really, I was in a mood that I just wanted to cry. Yep. And. But for no reason. For no reason at all. And I think I was just tortured because my mind wanted to take a nap. My body, my body wanted to take a nap, but my mind didn't want to, so it was conflicted, so it was sad. So once I took a nap and just listened to what my body said, then I felt good. I woke up, I was energized, I went out for a walk. I said hi to no one that I passed because they didn't say hi to me. People are rude. What about you? Um, in terms of what I did today? This weekend, you asked me. Yeah, this weekend, uh, it was productive. Mm -hmm. I, it's a shame, but, you know, yesterday was just 24 hours ago, and I don't remember what I did yesterday. You stayed here in this house because we had an H, our entire HVAC unit replaced. Oh, yeah. Um, so on a previous podcast, we've talked before about our HVAC was on the fritz. It's been on the fritz for like two years now, and we've kind of put a Band-Aid on a gaping hole for a long period of time, and... It just so happened that that gaping hole blew up into the black hole, and well, now... Well, literally nothing blew up, so that's good. Well, no, nothing literally blew up. However, it was done. I mean, our heat was at the point where we had to put the emergency heat on because the regular heat motor was so loud, it sounded like there was a rock concert in here. It was terrible. So we had to get it replaced. Um, and so that was supposed to take all day long, but really it only took about four or five hours. All day long and $10,000 later. And you might be saying to yourself, that's a lot of money for an HVAC unit. And you might be right because... Oh, no, you're right. Apparently, our dimensions in our condo, which we have been underwater on for the last 10 years, requires a special type of unit that can only be used this one unit, magic unit. It's very proprietary. So the, the issue and the problem that we've had for quite some time is... You know, it's going. it was going to cost an arm and a leg $10,000 to replace it. And, okay, no one wants to spend $10,000 to replace it. Especially a couple who was hoping to get out of this house. Right. So what they do is, you know, they tell you, like, well, it's $10,000. And the only reason why it's $10,000 is because your system is so rare. It's like they barely make them anymore. Yeah, they don't make no other... The dimensions anymore. Dimensions, and then there aren't many... Uh, companies, I guess, that make this particular type. So, so it's nothing like them. I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing, no competition that brings down the price. Yeah, there's nothing like them saying, you know, this isn't really great for like a regular house. $10,000 would get you a great unit. But for your place, this is just, you know, the average unit. Like this is the only thing you can use. So that is really a kick in the nuts when you hear something like that. That sucks. But thankfully, this place offers financing. Otherwise, I would have survived without heating or air conditioning for the rest of our time here. That's true. Probably just slept in the car. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or at work. And it's uh, tax season too, so yeah. that's not pleasant either. Yeah, I can't wait to spend thousands of dollars. That's gonna be hey, fun. I mean, this is the this is the path of making America great again, Lissa. 
Yeah, then that's if that's the case, then we've been making it great for the past 10 years because we always owe for some reason. That is... You, it's Okay, that's too deep of a conversation because I feel like we'll people will reach out... We'll talk about toxes in another... Toxes. <laughs> we'll talk about toxes we'll talk on about a different toxes. way. Well, now you just went straight. We'll talk about taxes in another episode that's yeah. closer to April... What's it? Tax for, day. What's for, 14th? Tax day. Okay. Just say tax day. So let's let's motor through... All right, so let's talk about this past week. This past week was very, uh, okay. Oh, the this, reason why we didn't record well, last we, week is because I got home from Pittsburgh. Sure, but we have some podcasts on deck, so the audience truly doesn't well, know, know when, exactly. Um, this past week was, I would say, a difficult week for me because we were away from each other for a couple of days. Just a- it was short. Well, it's short, but at the same time, like, Lissa left on Thursday. So she was gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and she came back on Sunday. And then I was gone Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and came back Thursday. So we did not have a normal week. It was it was a difficult week because, you know, I'm used to talking to you about everything and spending a lot of time with you just talking, and that didn't happen this week. Mm. Um, your week, uh, would you like to tell the audience what you did? When I was in Pittsburgh? Why well, first off, they didn't even know you were in Pittsburgh, so yes. I was celebrating my aunt's birthday, and then um, we, my family's from Pittsburgh. We were celebrating my aunt's birthday. We got an Airbnb rental not far away from my grandma's house, and my grandma was able to join us, and we had just a good old-fashioned family eat and talk for an entire weekend. So that's a good time. That's a good, that's a great time. And my grandma, she will be 91 in April. Shout out to your grandmother. Shout out to Clara. She's definitely a CrossFit chihuahua. Yeah, she wouldn't know what a podcast was if it hit her in her face. But if she, (laughs) thank you for keeping it PG, (laughs) if she was to know what it one was, she she would would definitely be a CrossFit chihuahua. Um, Anyway, so... My grandma, like the 90-year-old gangster she is, she woke up because we gave her a sip of alcohol the night before. She ate like shit. She wasn't drinking water. And she woke up at 5 with like cold sweats or in cold sweats with heart palpitations. And she's experienced this before. And she was like sweaty and shaking. And so we had to call the EMT. And they came to our Airbnb and uh, they ended up taking all of her vitals and everything seemed to be fine. She went to the emergency room. My aunt went with her. We all stayed back, my sister, my mom, and I. And they just realized that she was dehydrated. And they hooked her up to intravenous stuff, and she was feeling better in a couple hours. And from the emergency room, she made sure to tell my aunt to tell us that we were still – she was still planning to go to the casino that night to gamble with us. So that's what we did. Well, some would say you tried to kill her. Because you gave her alcohol, and it well, was like, well... not just that, but when I walked in, when she was on the bed, I was, my mom and my aunt were outside of the room. Did it look like a scene from Cocoon? I don't know what that is, but... <laughs> I don't know. I wish I did. Oh, uh, you will when this uh, podcast is over. <laughs> she was laying on the bed, and we had a conversation about religion the night before, and I was like, Grandma, I'm sorry we killed you with... Because she's very Catholic, and... All of us are not, so we were, like, taking a big shit on her for uh, these archaic views that she has. So the next day, so when she's laying in bed, I was like, sorry, Grandma, we were trying to kill you with the conversation. And she, like, she, she, like, waved her hand at me like, oh, shit, that's, I, I can handle it. So she's, she was funny. Throughout. Yeah, but I was thinking you tried to kill her with the alcohol. Oh, she asked for it. Okay. I'm sure someone addicted to drugs would probably ask for alcohol or drugs and you wouldn't give it to them, though. Well, right? I didn't, wasn't paying attention to her hydration levels or what she was eating or drinking. And I'm the just going to say that if you're in your 90s, you should probably scale back and not have any alcohol. She had just Maybe. a sip, I think. Maybe. But then the next day, so I'm out, we're at the casino and she's walking around and no one's, I want to follow her. I don't gamble, so she does. And I just want to keep an eye on her because 91-year-old woman at a casino is like a dangerous thing. Or that's just a casino. Yeah. So then I, she's like, oh, I'm hungry after she loses my money. So then we walk over to the cafe area and she sits down. She's like, I was like, what do you want, Grandma? She's like, I want a decaf coffee and a big cookie. And I was like, okay. So I walk up, get the big cookie, come back down. She has a couple bites of the cookie. And 
then she sees this photo that's on the wall of ice cream and she looks at me she goes why don't you get ice cream that ice cream looks delicious on the wall and i was like okay i get up and she goes two scoops mm. like utah yeah give me, give two. me two of course um and i uh then talked her out of it because we had ice cream at the airbnb um, she's she's she always stays eating which is where i get my i think that's where my passion comes from i come from a long line of eaters lineage of eaters yeah that's the only thing eaters we have. of worlds i would say you go from potato famine to eaters yeah i think that if i'm fortunate enough to live in my 90s i want to live like that like how my aunt used to live or how my grandparents your, lived great aunt oh wait a minute. or how your grandmother lives i want to eat whatever i want to and i know like if i eat whatever i want to i won't live to be that age but once you're at that age, you're playing with house money, no pun intended. So just go ahead and eat whatever you want. Yeah, I think she had a doctor one time Drink to say, like, don't you should not eat butter anymore. It's like, what I'm the fuck? I'm 90-something years I'm old. I'm going like, at some point. If she wanted to smoke cigarettes out of all the orifices in our body at this point, she should be able to. Oh. And eat butter, have them all coated in butter. Like, and, at this point. And try cocaine and heroin. Sure, Who cares? She's going to go at some point. She's. It's like whenever she does pass, it's like you'll go to the funeral and think, Man, it's sad. My grandmother's gone. It's not like, man, it's way too soon. Well, it's like she, she had a long she life. Has ex- she's gone beyond the average lifespan. So I think once you've yes. gone beyond the average lifespan, you, you do eat, what you want. If you want to put butter, melt it, and drink it out of a straw every day, go ahead. Go for it. Do whatever you want. Anyway, so it was a, an eventful weekend. I saw family members, and that's about it. Yeah. I went, uh, my trip was, I went down to two colleges. Um, Fayetteville State and University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Go Heels, uh, to recruit teachers for the county that I work for and try to get them back in our area to, to work as teachers. And I went down with a coworker, and we had a couple of career fairs, job fairs, and I had an amazing time. I had a really good time. It made me think that, you know, after 15 years of teaching, maybe there's something else out there as opposed to just teaching, like more. Mm-hmm. I really liked recruiting. I thought it was fun. I'm glad that you, this experience opened your eyes to other opportunities out there in the world. Well, it's I'm great. all you know me. I'm always open to different opportunities. I know, opportunities. but it's not until you it's actually just a, experience. Well, no, it's a matter of someone giving me giving the opportunity. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough that someone, uh, and if he listens to this podcast, thank you, uh, gave me the opportunity to reach out and do something like that. Are you talking about God? Um, no, but oh, okay. I thank him all the time. Okay. Shout out to God. Thank you. But. Someone gave me the opportunity, thought I would be a good person. And, you know, there's pressure because I'm representing an entire county. It's not just my school. It's an entire county. Me and one other person, and we are the face of that county. So we want to put on a good face. We want to get people, good quality people, to come back here to be a teacher and so there was a lot of pressure. We wanted to make sure that we knocked it out of the park. And I really think we did. I think we did a really good job. So That's we'll great. see. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, boo-boo. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was our week. So it was, a, for me, like I said, a difficult week only because I didn't have you as my constant every single day, like, talking to. But Chris needs me so much. It's just really, it's this, this whole family cannot function without me. I take yeah. a nap for five hours today and, and it's i'm like scratching you on the face like the dog like wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up wake uh, up and i i forgot to mention that i also went up to pittsburgh to see jack goldblum's concert mm-hmm. his jazz band on valentine's day which was a funny thing to experience but um i enjoyed though of course i enjoy seeing you and talking to you all of the time I enjoy our little breaks occasionally because it allows for me, one, to not have to worry about your socks shedding on the carpet, and I'm walking around picking up your fuzzballs from the carpet. That's one thing that I really like when you're not here. Well, and so then for likewise, mm, when I'm not here, mm, and you watch, you watch, you watch all the porns that you want to watch. Actually, don't even start that. No, what I do is watch all the Scott Foley and Tate Dick shows that are out there <laughs> on binge. That's your like porn. straight up. Yeah, sure. Um, no, of course we. You know, I think it's healthy for people to have alone time or away time from people, and I do appreciate time away from you, not too long, but you know, just away from one another because we are in each other's faces. Remember that time you time. went on a trip for like two weeks. Yeah, I do. 
Of course I do. Um, I don't know what I missed more, you or the house. <laughs> you just, missed the bed. I just wanted to, you know, on that specific trip, which I'm not going to talk about, but on that trip, you know, there were car rides of 13 hours one day. The next day it was 11 hours. The next day it was 9 hours. The next day it was 10 hours. So it was a tough trip, but it was a fantastic trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so like I said, the time away from each other, cool, great. Um, and I do appreciate time when you're not here because I get to, you know, uh, not have to worry about you taking the dogs for a walk and then bringing poop right next to our door. And instead of being, you know, active enough or not lazy and throwing the poop away in the trash can or something, you just bring it up to our doorstep because you just keep it there until you eventually go. To my defense, I take pick up their poop with a plastic bag and then Optimus is our troubled dog and I can't. It's funny how I, I never on, have to worry about that. Please. Calm down. Oh, I'm calm. Uh, the dogs, Optimus is always wanting to protect me. and He gets rowdy when other people are around. So if I take him to the garbage uh, area and throw garbage away, I can't hold his leash, hold the poop, hold Curly, and then he, like someone comes around the corner and he'll attack them. So it's for Well, then maybe you should do one at a time or something. All I know is that especially in the hot summer days and you open that door and it's 100 degrees outside and you get humidity and dog shit smacking you straight in your face and hitting you like a bat that is rough sometimes when we walk down the steps it's like what's that smell the poop that you've thrown into the bushes i'm 100 percent sure it's not the poop first off the poop that i throw in the bushes now is nowhere near the city of manassas just to let you know there's this stranger crazy man who's normally wearing black who's got really big calves, who just dumps, throws poop into the... Poop is a fertilizer. It goes Not into the bush. their poop. Their poop is a fertilizer. Ain't that right, Optimus? Yep, Curly, right? That's right. He's right by you, so watch out. Oh, that's precious. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to your topic to that you wanted to talk about oh, that you didn't want to, to tell me about before we started I just thought about speaking. this because throughout this period of time, I I write down things that I think about, and I don't want to bring them up to you until we talk sometimes in, in this format. Okay. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office, dentist's office, sorry, getting my regular teeth cleaning. And for some godforsaken reason... What are you laughing at? You said getting my regular teeth, and I was like, as opposed to your <laughs> my novelty false, teeth. Right? Yeah, I was like, what? Regular, getting yeah. my regular, yeah. my standard teeth cleaning, yes. and they had country music on, godforsaken country music on. And I'm thinking to myself, after I heard the mention of Bud Light about four times, and I was only there for 20 minutes in the, maybe not even that long, 10 minutes in the waiting room. What a sham country is. And I'll tell you why it's a sham. Oh, we're going to agree. Well, I don't think you've ever thought about it like this. Oh, it's, I, I think you're wrong. No, go ahead. You'll, you have never thought about this. Okay, we'll see. So, you know when you hear someone who sings or band or whoever, and you're like, shit, they're British? Because when someone mm-hmm. sings, their accent is is like... So, Muted. Yes. Yes. How in the ever-loving hell, then, is it the total opposite with country? Because it's such a fake thing that they're overdoing the yes, accent. Yes, that they put on their twang and, and stuff like that and when they talk. It, of course. Like, in other, any other situation, nope. you sing and your accent is not there. Right. But they actually Yet put on somehow, an accent. somehow, their accents yeah. remain. Yeah. Don't understand. I think it's stupid. That's all. That's all I'm saying about that. And also, there, I have listened to Casey Musgrave's album she's a country singer and she actually talks about she talks about things subject matters in her music that are unique to country and um i really appreciate that it's it's fun when i was sitting in that office it was the same bullshit over and over now i don't have an understanding of all the country music artists out there but whatever the station was i wanted the dentist to come out drilling my temples yep well okay so a couple things about country one it is the worst genre of music well, we i've ever heard we weren't tra- i wasn't i'm telling it. i'm i'm just but giving just my opinion to bring i up think it's a sham i think it is the a, accent okay i think it is the worst music that i've ever heard that is just my opinion however to its defense i will say that when people who listen to country say you just said all the songs sounded the same if you listen to the new generation of rap, 
which, of course, rap yeah, is my favorite music. I'm just saying. That's your favorite genre of music? I would say rap and house music is my favorite, How can for you sure. say that Justin Timberlake is your favorite musician? Let me get to that then... in a second. Let me get to that in a second. Um, when you listen to that, it's easy for me to say, you know, listen to four songs, and it's like, I just listened to the, the same song four times, right? It sounds like the same exact well, crap. So, it... like you said, you might not know or understand all the things to country, so it might sound the same, but to someone with a trained ear to country, it sounds completely different. So I can say the same thing about rap. Or these are both music's, music styles generated by music factories, in a sense. And just like pop music, there's a special sauce. And they just generate and turn out the same bullshit over and over again. And yeah. that's why music is, a, is dying. Original music is dying, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, now, to your Justin Timberlake. Yes, Justin Timberlake is my favorite artist not his personality not who he is nothing like that he teamed up with timberland and not the shoe but the artist the producer oh my god i'm just saying and he came out with like three or four albums that are my favorite albums of all time so de facto he's going to be my favorite that doesn't mean that you know you you mixed with that you've mixed r&b you've mixed a little bit of like his wannabe soul, and you mix pop. So you mix those together, you come out with a great product. Still, at the end of the day, if I have to listen to music, give me some classic rap and I'm good to go forever. Classic. 90s. Yes, but. you're not listening to 80s. I'm not listening to 2000s either. Yeah. So it's a it's a small, select, biggie, Wu-Tang, that type of stuff. Don't, don't give me um, Nelly or Ja Rule or something like that. That's just garbage. Thank you for your opinion on that matter. I'm here whenever someone Chris needs me. Chris likes to share his opinion even when no one has asked. That's what I do. That is my gimmick. It's yeah. my shtick. I give. No, I am opinionated and I will say it whenever. You're nobody. Whenever. You don't get a gimmick. As wait, a wait, wait. No, no, no. This is the beauty about social media is that everybody has a gimmick. No. Yeah, That's the, actually the worst thing about social media is everyone thinks that they have an, a good opinion. What did we say? No, 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 no. Best thing about social media is that everybody has an opinion. Worst thing about social media is that everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Not that everyone thinks they have a good opinion. It's just everyone has an opinion. Well, opinions are like buttholes. Keep yours away from me. Thank you. Or opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one. No, keep yours away from me. Or everyone has one. I don't. You don't. Go ahead. You just Next. it's sewed up and it comes out of your mouth. Oh, it does actually. You're talking right now. Ew. Try to finish this podcast without me. Okay. Go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, she's she's getting up. She is oh, she's getting up. Pulling her pants up. Angry with the world, trying to figure out what she's going to do right now. She's walking around aimlessly, really doesn't know what she's doing. What's your next subject? My next subject is why we are here. We are here today to talk about something, arguably my greatest fear. Um, Actually, in terms of the goals, the great goal rush, this was my greatest fear. And my greatest fear of all of the goals that I put for myself or what Lissa put for me was swimming. I don't want... Learn how to swim. Oh, no, just swimming in general. Like people swimming. I see people swimming. I get scared. Yes, of course. Thanks. Lissa's back, everybody. Um, I... Let's let's, let's rewind a little bit before I get into my thing. Let's backpaddle. A little bit. Oh, look at you. Let's backstroke. I, there is a stereotype that, that a lot of black people don't know how to swim. Now, whether that's true or not, I think about things where, like, I think about my family, I think about black people that I know, and there is a good amount of us that don't know how to swim for one reason or another. So if you look at my dad's side of the family, there were people that they knew drowned when they were little, so a lot of people were just scared to death of the water, so they didn't, they didn't go in the water, so they never learned how to swim. Access to public pools. Was Access to public pools. It was very limited. There wasn't racism. any exactly. Um, for my mom, kind of the same thing. Um, there was limited access to pools. Um, there were terror stories of 
you know, people dying in in pools or people actually, you know, white people drowning black people in water. So um, the culture never looked at swimming as like a leisure. It was like survival type deal. And I don't know about you, but I get somewhat scared with my head underwater. Like I really. Are you talking about to me? Or I'm are you just saying about this audience I, of five. I'm, I'm talking the this Chihuahuas. audience of Chihuahuas five million. Innately know how to swim, so sure. they don't want to understand. Um. So it was it was a really big fear of mine because warranted. Yeah, I mean, all I've all I've heard growing up is horror stories. And I see everybody else who learned at a very young age. And a lot of people, the empathy for this goal was non-existent from people. Um, so that was, a, that was something that I, had, I struggled with. Because everyone was like, oh, God, it's so easy. You don't know how to swim? When a lot of people don't realize when they learned how to swim, they were little. And either A, don't remember. Or B, when you're little, you don't care about fear. You just go after you do it. So did your sister learn how to swim? I remember hearing that your, remember your parents said that your sister learned how to. They gave her lessons when she was older, and then. I can't recall my sister knowing, or I don't remember my sister ever going to any lessons. And then, but other, my sister's ten years older. Than other me. sibling going when they were older, adult and as an adult. My brother never had swimming lessons. He learned from like he friends said, and other no, family. No, he said that he. Had I think he lessons. eventually at a older because older age. Because he wanted to t- show his kids. Like, right that he could swim so you know you just look at my family alone i think my dad and my mom know how to swim um after years and years and years but you think your mom knows how to swim yeah i think so i think Hmm. um again i don't think she knows how to swim laps but i think she knows how to survive so you know as we get older um your body doesn't work the way it used to and so like just fitness wise swimming is really good for your body um low impact stuff like that so i want to do it plus you know i want to know how to swim so this was a very 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 difficult goal for me and you rooted in fear yes rooted in history rooted in racism rooted in survival well this was something that you had put as a challenge for yeah, me I've for challenged many you goals, for a long years. time because I, you need to learn how to survive. Like mainly, that was my issue. It's not like we're. Yep. It's not like we go do laps regularly. Yeah, but you also mentioned a lot. You you were saying like you know when you go to the gym, swimming would be great instead of like trying to run or do something. Yeah, but like ultimately that. it was more for your safety and survival. In in sure. in any situation. Like, there are just certain basic things that humans should probably know, and that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, but it, honestly, like I said, there were two major obstacles that I had to deal with. And one was just my overall fear of my head being underwater. And two, the lack of empathy, like, really affected me. Like, it pissed me off and actually drove me to actually do it, mm-hmm. to want to do it more. Uh, with the empathy thing, like I said, just every time we mention this, you know, one person or another, whether it was someone I worked with, whether it was like your family or somebody else is like, you don't know how to swim and you look at you like you're crazy. Well, well you have to see what, where they're coming from. Mm-mm. You are a physically fit person who can participate in most activities, has participated in most activities. Your family your sister had fucking horse lessons, for God's sake. So a number of reasons to be more shocked by this, you, you being unable to swim. One is that your parents didn't push you to do it. You grew up in a middle-class middle family. You probably had friends who had private pools. And then also you went to like a really wealthy boarding school in yep. England. So to learn – it's just like it's more a surprise based on – your your family status and your physical status you get what i'm saying yes and let me tell you the two different responses i want you to tell i want you to say to me i don't know how to swim and i'll tell you two different reactions you want me to impersonate you okay i want you to impersonate me and i the first wait wait hold on the first way i say this is going to be the wrong way and the second way will be the way that people should say it hey I'm Chris. 
I have muscles. I don't know how to swim. Okay, you don't think I'm going to let you slide with that, do you? <laughs> First off, when did I become the typical <laughs> Sopranos character? A. And I don't say A. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. E, F, G. Okay, I'm, seriously, say it. I'm Chris White, and I don't know how to swim. You don't know how to swim? Oh, my God. You don't know how to swim? That's crazy. Okay. That's the bad way. Okay. And then I'll tell you the proper way. Hey, I'm Chris White. I don't know how to swim. And that one side sounded like Tracy Morgan. Okay, let's try that again. I'm Chris White. I don't know how to swim. Oh, you don't know how to swim? Oh, no. Huh. Help me. What the f- I don't sound like that. Why do you keep doing that? Help. I don't know how to swim. Will you help There's me? There's one way to talk to someone <laughs> in a proper way. You don't. It's not in, you should be inquisitive. You should be supportive. You shouldn't look at someone like they're crazy. So that was frustrating. But the fear of under, just your head being underwater. Oh my God, that's such a struggle. So let's talk about how you overcame this struggle of epic proportion. Well, I signed up for swim lessons. And so, good. I was going to say, yay. I signed up for lessons and just said, this is it. I got to, I got to do it. I have to do it. And it was at a local gym. I went there and there was a just a one-on-one lesson. And so, like many people will know, the first day is just you blowing bubbles underwater. But you have to put your head completely submerged underwater. And so that didn't go well at all. The first time I put my head under, I stuck my head back above uh, that water so quick the instructor looked at me and she was like, uh, no, no, like underwater. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I can't do that. This was last year. This was 2018. This was summertime. In the summertime when you yeah. complained to this. I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. So we spent the entire 45 minutes to an hour of me just trying to get my head used to being underwater. So it didn't work. I mean, it didn't work. She was like, well, you're, you know, you got an A plus for effort. Ooh. And I was like, yee. That burns. Yeah. And she was like, chlorine. I think, I think you're like, I think you're at, wow. She's like, I think you're, you know, C because you haven't really done anything yet. So we don't really know. So it's. C, C as in concrete blocks on your feet, which will drown you because you can't swim. I don't know. I was trying to do something there. It didn't work out. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I was just workshopping that yeah, joke. That was really bad. Mm-hmm. So this, what I did was, as soon as that lesson was over, I went to my normal gym and I practiced myself. And I tried to get my head underwater, and I got more comfortable with it, and kept doing it, and kept doing it, and then finally. I felt like I was somewhat more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So and the next that was the, my advice. Yeah. That I think you so. you kept freaking out. And it's like you just need to get more comfortable. Like you need to immerse yourself in the water. You don't have to do anything. Just get comfortable in feeling your body in the water. So the next day I went back and I was better and she instantly knew she could see that I was better with it. So then we started working on strokes and mm-hmm. not different strokes mm. <laughs> stroking yeah uh and i can't even remember now what's the normal stroke uh, i don't even know what that is the normal way to swim which everyone swims whatever um i can't do that not breaststroke no anyway it's really not that important what happens for me is that my upper half will float my lower half from my Hips down, sink to the bottom. And she tried to make up an excuse because my legs were muscular and they wouldn't float. And some people have problems. And I was like, I'm not I hearing that. That was BS. you just weren't moving them fast enough. No. Like, people should be able to do a dead float. Like, just, you know, yeah. pretend like you're dead. Sure. I can't do that. But you fall down. I know, but I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So that was a rough day, but I got better. So again, once I left that lesson, I went straight to the, went straight to my other gym, and I had I looked at YouTube for like an hour, seeing like what you should do and how to <laughs> swim, and so I practice and pra- I'm talking like an hour, probably hour and a half of just trying to swim a lap, 
but I found that it was easier for me to do a breaststroke as opposed to just a regular way to swim. And I, I came back the next day and I said, let's, let's try this. And so I, my biggest problem once I started to swim was I can't get the breathing down. Mm-hmm. So I know you're supposed to exhale when you're underneath and then come up and then inhale and then go down and exhale and then inhale. I hold my breath the entire time. And then when I put my head above water, you're I inhale. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to get this huge gasp of air. And then once I get back underwater, I, you know, I sink down further. So it's a lot of work. But I was able to swim like half a lap. And she stopped and she was like, you just swim half a lap. And I was like, wow, that's, that's great. So the next couple of days, it was more of the same, but I was going it over and over and over again. And I didn't quite, the breathing is still an issue. And it's not that I'm a perfect swimmer because I'm not. Well, you're not going to be a perfect swimmer in four sessions. Sure. Actually, it was five. You never finish your fifth one. Nope. Actually, it was, it was six. I have one more left. Um, I never even went through um, treading, treading water. Mm-hmm. I never did that. Uh, but I, you know, where I am right now, and I haven't been in the pool since, you know, uh, late, la- well, actually, probably September of last year. Um, I mean, I'm much better off than what I was. I feel as though I can save my life if I had to. Could you save mine? Um, you're on your own. <laughs> Sorry. Except if I'm struggling, then you have to help me. Sure, I could not carry you. No, you just have to like get me to the top and like you don't have to carry me because that would be difficult because I'm flailing and everything else, but just kind of get me to the top and then say breaststroke, damn it, and then I would get it. Okay. I'll and then sure once I sunk again, you'd have to like pull me back up mm-hmm. and do the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. So one of these days, we're going to go to a place on vacation or something, and we'll go to some place where I can show you that I know how to somewhat swim. Why don't you go when you're at your current gym with that has a pool? Why don't you just hang out there on occasion, just continue being comfortable? Because now what you are doing... I have to go back, yeah. Yeah, we're, you have to like relearn and refamiliarize yourself with the water. Yeah, but I feel as though like now I look forward to it. Like I'm excited to do it That's again. Good. As opposed to before, it was a no, I don't, I don't want to do it, I'm scared. Yeah, now I feel like, yeah, I could do this. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely can do it. But, you know, at my gym, depending on the time of the day, how many people are in the pool, there's only three lanes. So if there's three people in there, or if there's a class going on, there's really no time. Um, but I do look forward to the next time getting into the pool and trying to do it. That's good. So I feel like That's I'm... great. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely moving in the right direction and so if there's anybody listening to this podcast that does not know how to swim i would say doesn't know how to do something i'm gonna say swim right now say yeah mm -hmm, okay if you do not know how to swim take it from me someone who was extremely afraid about swimming you will get over the fear it just takes time i'm not saying you're going to be a great swimmer I'm just saying that you will get over the fear of learning how to swim. That's all I really wanted to say. Well, as we've discussed, this bucket list is an exercise in this pushing you out of your comfort zone or us out of our comfort zone. And I've learned that most of the things that I'm not comfortable with, I'm fearful of. Once I do it, I'm not scared anymore. But And I'm not an expert in anything that I do, but it's just... Doing that thing that you, you don't know. A little Macaulay Culkin. You hear me? Yes. I'm not afraid anymore. The furnace is the world. I am Macaulay Culkin. You the are world. Macaulay Culkin. Right. And Culkin. swimming was my furnace. Yes. And now when it makes that big noise, I look at it and go, shut up. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's something it. like that. I I just feel as though people can, they can do it. Even the person, even the um, news reporter that you befriended a long time ago. She couldn't. She didn't know. She didn't know how to swim. Oh, she said that. We talked about it, and she was like, "No, you can do it." She's like, "I just told myself that I had to learn how to do it." And the previous year, she had joined some gym in Mm -hmm. D.C., and it was a private, like, type deal, and she learned how to do it. So there are people who don't know how to do it. I just wish people would 
just be a little bit more empathetic towards people about everything. Not everyone is going to know how to swim. Not everyone is going to know what you know. Just show patience and be there for it's people. It's not about someone. Sh- it's not about someone showing patience. It's about someone showing empathy. No, it is about okay. someone exercising their that they are better than you. Someone flexing that they know something more than you. Absolutely. But by not showing empathy, you automatically show me that. That's what I, I, I truly feel that way. I think the world would be a better place if everyone showed empathy. Rational compassion. Yes. Or just empathy. Rational compassion. How about just compassion? It doesn't have to be rational. Rational compassion. Can you explain why you say that? I don't want to. No, I, there's this, I think I have brought it up before. There's this author who says that empathy is actually bad for us. And I'm, I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person, but empathy can be bad for us because what we tend to do Anything is. Anything in the extreme can be bad for us. Yes. Do you mind if I finish? You're not going to. Thank you. Anyway, so. This podcast is over. Amateurs. You asked me a question. Go I'm going to answer. Shut up. Uh, the, this author says that empathy can be dangerous because what we tend to do is only empathize for people who look like us, smaller groups of people, etc. So if there is a massive, mass, you know, a huge disaster that happens and uh, 10 people get murdered, we care about that and we share that news article. But if 50,000 people get murdered or whatever, then that's not something our minds can't comprehend something at that 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 many people so our empathy only takes us so far so if someone looks like you they get killed you care more because they look like you if you are are if you are caring based on rational compassion and not just something mirroring your own like narcissism or something like that that's where empathy can can be dangerous empathy is not it can not it's not a bad thing of course it's a great thing if people have it it's better than nothing but in our society, that's there are it can be problematic. Okay, I love you. I think that was so stupid. I'm gonna tell you why. Oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. You asked me a question. Uh, I'm I'm giving I'm summarizing this author who wrote underst- an entire book that I haven't even that's read fantastic. yet. Fantastic. Well, then but maybe let, you should let, read let it me, before let you me hear your expert opinion on this subject matter I for think, which you know nothing. I okay. I think empathy is always good. And if you show empathy for everyone, like I was saying, if everyone showed empathy, that's all we need. Clearly people are going to latch on to people who look more like them. For example, how many times do you see a a terrible situation where no one says anything about pancreatic cancer until someone you know happens to suffer from it, pass away from it, and now they push for a cure for pancreatic cancer because that would be... It happened to them. It happened to them. That's that's an or obvious thing. 20 people get killed and two are Americans and we only care about the We Americans. only care about the but two that's, Americans. That's yes, kind of I, and I, I understand that. But if you show empathy, as in like whether two, two Americans die or 50,000 people from uh, Ethiopia, you're showing empathy. Whether they look like you or not, you're showing that you are empathetic to them. That's all I was saying. <sighs> okay. I love you. Mm, that's special. I love everything about no, you. I don't. Your, I love your rational compassion. <laughs> I just poked him. I'm about to say, for those, for those who don't know what she did, she poked me on my side. Stop. Are you, Chris brought out weapons. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and it's going to leave a mark. Don't you dare put okay. that down. All right. Thank you. Truce. Mm. Ma'am. All right. Anything else you want to add? I've got nothing. I don't really want to talk anymore. <laughs> I'm not even touching my hand. This is going under my leg. What's up, hand move? I don't trust you. You don't say anything? I talked the whole entire time. I know. I was listening to you. I'm interested in your uh, swimming exercises. I, I like it. I love it. Swimming well, is scary, but you can do it. You hear that, kids? You, you guys can, can do, do anything. Even though... You can get over any fear. I would say that everyone listening to this knows how to swim. Sure. I hope they do. But uh, I do want to thank you for putting that on a challenge for me for like three years, four years <laughs> three, in a row. It's been 
ever since the beginning of our blog. No, I think it was like two years into our blog and then I'm I added it. I'm pretty sure it was the first thing I added. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for it because if it wasn't for you, I would not try. You would have. No, I would not have. I would have been very content on, well, I'm not going by water, so I don't have to worry about it. That's so good. I'm glad. Thank you for... I'm glad I've made a difference in your life. Well, you always make a difference in my life. You're just an amazing person. <laughs> Cheers to you. Hit my tooth with it. Hit the one that they have to fix. <laughs> Here you go. Audience can hear that. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I don't. I don't really want to do a would you rather, but you're making me do one. I got, I'm burned because you asked a gross question the last time, and I... I asked? Yeah, because I went through this, and then you were like, that's not good enough. And you oh, asked a really yeah. gross question. <laughs> it's so, and it's like, hip, it's like... Right, it's still it's buried stuck, in there. And I'm like, yep. I kind of want to edit that out because it's gross. Yeah. It's like really gross. Would you rather speak to the tune of village people songs or have your soul means of locomotion be breakdancing? What's that second one? Would you rather speak to the tune of village people songs or have your sole means of locomotion be breakdancing? Like your only way to move is breakdancing. That sounds amazing on both ends. I wish I would say, hey, listen, yeah. I mean, that's YMCA. Who likes the village people? What? Who likes the village people? I do. YMCA cranks. What's wrong with you? I mean, I like some of the songs, but like, do you? I feel that brother singing when he says YMCA every single time. Like he is, he is telling you to go to the young man. We have Christian everything. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Ever. Hold on. We have everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like he always said fundamentals enjoy. <laughs> you can hang out with all them boys. Something like that. Uh huh. No, I kind of like Brother Singer from YMCA. <laughs> I like him. I want to speak uh, my life. I got to look into the village people. I don't know anything about them. I think I know something about them. Okay. Maybe. All right. Have your sole means of locomotion be breakdancing. So you'd rather... You'd rather... Yeah, I feel like my speak. bones would just break <laughs> if I tried to breakdance. My, my soul wants to speak and it just like breakdancing. All right, one more. I would probably choose village people. I knew you would. That's an an easy one for you. Would you rather have invisible skin or see in strobe light? I know my answer. I would rather have invisible skin. I would rather see in strobe light. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Everything would be exciting. Invisible skin, that means I see your flesh. I I see your blood. One muscle I have. You know the... (laughs) Egg rolls when you go to like a Vietnamese restaurant and they have the 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 egg roll shells are like see through they're transparent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what my body would look like. That would look gross. I like it. You know what those things feel like too. Yeah, that's what I'd feel like. That's really gross. Okay, and I guess this is the last one I okay, will do. Okay, one more. Um. Mm, Would you rather have permanent Cheeto residue on your fingertips? Oh. This is, uh, or have all your dreams written and directed by the guys who made exploitation films in the 70s? That's really. That's a terrible question. <laughs> like, you can't end off with a question like that. That's so bad. Well, the other one was anti-gravity hair. And I, you don't have hair. This book is that one was really bad. Which Cheeto dust, by the way, by the it was just fantastic. Would you rather snore the sound of a dial-up modem, or be allergic to smooth jazz? Your answer. Um, I'd be rather be allergic to smooth jazz. Um. Yeah, I guess smooth jazz, but I really like jazz. It's nice. Okay, I've got one for you. Another How one, many sorry. More? I just, this I, hold on. This is listen <laughs> that I really don't want to do would you rather 19 questions later. Would you rather your hostage negotiator be Dick Vitale 
Oh. Or Dusty Roads. <gasps> oh <laughs> That's my God. why I'm asking you this. We gotta let him go, baby! He's a PTPer! He would be really good. Is Dick Fight Tell hearing impaired? I want you, when this is over, to listen to Dick Fight Tell and then tell me I didn't sound like him. Mm-hmm. And then Dusty Roads, baby. He's the American dream. I think I'd like Dusty, baby. He'd be your hostage yes, negotiator. Yes, because he's soulful. And I miss Dusty Rose. Rest in peace, brother. I liked him a lot. What about you? Uh, given the fact that I don't know who one of them is. You I know, don't know who Dusty Rose no, is. No, I know who he is. I don't know the other one's voice. Dickie but V, baby. I'm going to go with on. neither because. you got to choose one. It's would you rather. Than Dusty Rhodes. Okay. I don't want an. I don't want a hostage negotiator. Period. That's what I. That's well, I wouldn't have a hostage negotiator because I'm black, so they would just kill me, and I wouldn't be a hostage. That's true. That's very true. Wow. So that was a dumb question. Yeah, we should travel more because no one would want to steal us. No, 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 Traveling no. Traveling no. with you. They'll, they'll, they'll take you because you're white, and they'll shoot me because I'm just an obstacle. They'd be like, take. They. We want fifty thousand dollars for your. For Lissa and Chris White, and my parents would be like, we don't want them. No. And your parents would be like, we we'll give you 50000 Where are Where you? Where are you? Drive down to get We'll you. be right there. Uh, all right. That's all I got. That's all I have. You sound like you were singing YMCA. That's all. <laughs> what? I, when I was going to the skate rink, mm-hmm. and then they would play that song, that was like, the one move I could do, if I could do the YMCA dance to every song, I would. Because it's YMCA. So since this was one of my goals, but I know this was requested, why don't you sing YMCA? Hold on. Why don't you sing YMCA like Macho Man would? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. I'll do it. (laughs) Hold on, I'll do it first. <clears throat> Ooh yeah, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. Yeah, dig it. Yeah, you did it. Oh, oh God, I feel like you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> you said that before. It sounds like it. It's fun to stay though. You said the whisper before. Yeah, but that's what people forget about Macho Man. It's fun to stay at the <laughs> Sounds like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Give me another one. I can do. <laughs> oh, do Diana. Oh, that's Michael Jackson. I know. I did Michael uh, Jackson that time. We'll give you another one or what? You want me to sing YMCA in a different accent, a different impression? Um. Uh, do I need? Do we need to get the best? Catherine Hepburn. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> okay, we should quit because it's not I getting got. better than that. Are you sure? It's not getting better than that one. I can do my Bill Clinton. Again. No, but your Bill will will say Bill for another day, okay. but that one was really good. Okay. All right. I've got nothing. You've got nothing. Let's Hope everyone's having a great evening or afternoon or morning whenever you're listening to this. We love you very much. We hope everyone is successful in whatever they're doing. And star. Leave a review. Oh, my God. Leave a one star. Leave a review. Leave for a God's sake, review. someone just leave a review. A leave, a re- leave a review. Leave a review. Hold on, I'll do my macho man. Leave a review. <laughs> no, nope. nope. we're gonna have to practice <laughs> no. your macho man whisper. Leave a review. <laughs> oh God. Sometimes it just comes out, and I can't control what it sounds like. You gotta remember the whisper. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Say see ya. See ya. Bye. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.